Welcome to Fantasy Island Week 12 edition. That's right, Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. Here we go again, guys. Welcome with us. We appreciate everybody who's coming on, listening to us. That's right, man. Season's almost over. We're in Week 12. I'm here with my crew. I got Bombo over there, Sweet Tea, ready to chime in. What's up, guys? You guys awake? You guys out there? What's up, King? What up, what up? All right, man. So what we're going to do, man, is we're going to start this week off, and we got a little bit of a different segment. It's called, basically, He Did What? And it was the same segment that we started last week, but it's basically going to highlight the best players of the week. So go ahead and take the first one, Bombo. Who was your He Did What he, for Week 12? He Did What? A Kansas City running back goes for 107 yards on the ground, and it's my man Isaiah Pacheco. He did what? He brought the running game back to Kansas City, and it's going to be real important for Kansas City to be a balanced attack going into the, the last part of the season, really setting that tone for the playoffs. And I think Isaiah Pacheco, he's already taken over this backfield. Couple that with CEH going on IR this week. Derek McKinnon's still going to have a role in the offense as the two-minute drill passing down back. But as soon as Isaiah Pacheco starts getting a couple of targets a game and catching some passes, and you know what we're really waiting for that one game where he just breaks for probably like a 60-yard touchdown, that's going to happen. And when that happens, this guy has big potential as a set it and forget it running back on your team. You really want any part of the Andy Reid offense. You want any part of this Kansas City offense going forward. They got some nice cake matchups coming up on their schedule. And if you believe in Andy Reid, He's an old school ball coach. He doesn't want to go running back by committee. He just had to go running back by committee lately. He has a 100-yard rusher now who's trending up. Isaiah Pacheco, he did what? Yeah, no. I mean, and it's, I mean, you've been talking him up all year, Bombo, and credit to you. I mean, this guy's just got speed up the ass. He's just so fast. He's as fast as Tyreek Hill at the running back position. You know what I mean? So it's crazy that he's, you know, but it's almost like you said, too. It's like. It's scripted, right? It's like out of Hollywood, you know, the kids just getting the offense under his belt, just getting ready to go. And Andy Reid needed an excuse to put him in there. Mm -hmm. And he has to justify those things. Sometimes we talked about that as well. And now with CEH going down, this kid's going to get some run. So I think, again, hats off to you, Bombo. You know, I mean, even though it's week 12, but I think this guy's going to get some run in the next couple of weeks and he's going to get some teddies. I think he's going to do well. All right, T, who's your he did what for week 12? My week 12 he did what is going to be Tony Pollard. Now, guys, all three of us have been high on this guy since we started talking about him during the divisionals before the season started. We all said that this guy really is the number one back over there in the Dallas offense. And last week just kind of just proved it, right? 15 carries for 80 yards, six catches for 109 yards and two tutties. Get the fuck out of here, man. Are you going to sit there and tell me that this guy isn't the main back? Now, the one thing I'm going to say about him right now, he's really just starting to shine. He, You know, we knew that he he can do this type of thing. But now he's starting to get the reps and Zeke's more of, you know, doing other things. But it's a dangerous backfield. But I love that Tony Pollard balling out week 11. He did what? Tony Pollard. No, and I get it. And I think the thing that's important to really point out here, T, even though this is probably his biggest workload of the year, 15 carries, six touches, he's still not getting the ball like he should. This guy should be yep. getting the ball 20, 25 times handing the ball off to him. Yeah. And then another five or six in the air. 
So, I mean, the reality is they're creeping up there, but it's like you mentioned, it's just Zeke. He's demanding that timeshare because of A, the money that they spent on him and they committed to him. And B, that he's Jerry Jones's boy. And no matter what, Jerry Jones says the offense has to run through Zeke. So, I mean, it is what it is. And everyone could take it for what it is. But when the main guy is saying that, guess what? There's a little bit of influence there. So I think what I'm I'm looking at here, man, is for he did what? In week 12 was the old man. I got to go Travis Kelsey, man. Travis Kelsey just balling out all year. And we talked about that before the season started, even a couple weeks in, three weeks in. Maybe Kelsey wasn't what he was, all this shit. Everybody's sucking on Mark Andrews noodle. You know what? Mark Andrews got hurt. He is what he is. And I made the comment, and you can go back in the divisionals, Kelsey's the man until Andrews does this for multiple years. And Kelsey has just taken that crown back again. In his latest game this week, he had six catches for a buck 15 and three tutties. And he's running through these guys like a maze. He's just, you know, weaving and what, you know, just dodging dudes. It isn't like they're wide open, just dancing in the end zone. I mean, this guy's still got it and he's still showing that he is the elite tight end. And with the quarterback that he has, fantasy-wise, he's going to be the number one tight end until he retires. He did what? Travis Kelsey week 11. Old reliable. Hey, Travis Kelsey, in, in any league I've ever been in, the guy that gets Travis Kelsey in the right spot is always in the mix, is always in the playoffs. He's like a cheat code because the tight end position is so jacked up and it's so, it's so hit or miss. If you have a guy that's getting RB1, better than RB1 numbers at the tight end position, you could really like mess around with the rest of your draft after you get Kelsey in that spot. It's just for all Kelsey managers, anyone that has stock in Kelsey, this guy is doing it all year and must feel good to have that much production coming out of the tight end position. All right. All right. I got a question for you, Bombo. So check it out. I was in a league. It's a big money league. And a friend of mine on the second go round was drafting before me. And he had a choice. It was a second or third pick in the second round. So it was a high second round pick. And he had the choice of Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. He chose Travis Kelsey. So I got Tyreek Hill by default, basically which I was happy with. I wanted Tyreek Hill. Who got the better deal? Oof. Right? Who got the better player? In the beginning, everyone was saying Tyreek Hill just because the yardage he was getting. But in reality, look at the touchdowns Kelsey's had. Yeah, the touchdowns. The touchdowns have got to go. I mean, were you, you going to take Kelsey? Him because, yeah. I mean, I think Kelsey's having the better year. Maybe after week four, you were questioning it. But right now, after week 11... I think it's Kelsey. What do you think tweet there, T? That one's a tough one for me too right now. But, you know, you make a great point where early in the season, definitely going to say that it's Hill early out of the gate. I mean, come on, like, what was it? By week six, week seven, the guy was already at almost 900 yards. So you got to figure, okay, that guy was winning it. But Kelsey, I mean, he's starting to really emerge and and this is kind of Kelsey well, the way we see him over the past couple of years anyway. It's usually the second half of the season. By midseason, second half is where he really starts to emerge, getting tons of yardage, tons of tutties. That's really his bread and butter. It's like almost in the beginning of the year, he's just warming up. 
like you said, old man Kelsey. Yeah, so it takes a while for that motor to get going. So I got to say right now, it, I would go Kelsey only because of the fact that it, it's a proven commodity over Hill, who's over there in Miami, who they're, they're in a playoff hunt, but we don't know what's going to happen over there right now. I can't even say that Tyreek Hill is, he's not suffering at all from leaving Kansas City. I just don't, there's nothing you could tell me that he's worse off over there, even if his touchdowns are a little bit declined, is he's just in such a better position with that offense because it's just the way it's designed and what he can do. I think so personally myself for more looks. I mean, he's getting more, more touches, more completion. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. No, it's been a win-win for both teams. Yeah. It's a good situation, but Hey guys, uh, you know, I know we just went over like, you know, our, our, he did what picks, but I just want to throw one out there to the, to the group right now, real fast and ask you guys what you guys think of one other guy. He's been on my mind and I just want to throw him out there and get your guys' input on it. I want to say Joshua Palmer guys, like uh, those owners are taking it in the ass right now. Right. Cause this guy last week, that team's got nothing going on right now. Wide receiver. Mike Williams is hurt again. You know, uh, Keenan Allen keeps going in and out. Like you just don't know what the hell you're going to get. And this guy last week got eight catches, 106 yards and two tutties. Well, I think the thing too, is like you were saying it, but last week, right. Both of the big receivers for that team started. So if anyone was really playing Palmer thinking, okay, he's going to get the looks, they probably benched him last week. Yeah, exactly. Or dropped him. You know what I mean? And it's like, fuck, how are you going to do that going forward? Because you don't know what kind of condition these other guys are going to be in. You know, and that's what you get with the Chargers, man. Unfortunately, those guys are just, they are raggedy Ann and Andy, man. Those, do, those dudes, get yeah. just, they get hurt. At just And pregame, they get hurt, man. I mean, that's they the They get hurt, hurt in warm-ups. Yeah. Palmer, Palmer, <laughs> yeah. Palmer does really well as the number one or the number two. But the reality with the Chargers, all of us thought that Herbert could sling it enough and, and produce enough to keep a lot of fantasy options alive. But the reality is he can only support two receivers at most, maybe one at a time. And then that other option is a combination of Everett sometimes, DeAndre Carter. Eckler is like, Eckler's going to be 50% of it. So it's 50% Eckler. Yeah. And then everybody else has to share it. And then, you know, we expect Herbert to be the guy that's just getting everybody, like you, everyone can eat. But the reality is would, he's would just getting play, smashed. Would you play Joshua Palmer going forward, Bombo? Yeah. Would you play him in it? Or how would you handle him if you had him on your team? He'd be, he would be my third wide receiver that would plug in at a flex as long as Mike Williams is out. If you yeah. have Palmer, mm-hmm. Mike Williams is, is a game time decision. And they end up playing him. Would you play Palmer? Yeah, I play Palmer because you feel yeah. he's probably going to get more opportunities because yeah. he's hundred percent. He's hundred percent. He's right? been there in practice with the ones all week. And, and really, they have to throw the ball in that offense. Yeah. I mean, that's really what that offense is predicated on. It's not a running smash your mouth, you know, kind of offense. You know, they feature Justin Herbert, so. No, I mean, good. He did what's guys. I think all of these guys, you know, and there were some other guys that we tried to get on the list, but these guys just stood out and, you know, you know, shout out to you guys. You know, you guys have been on these trains for a while and we all been hyping these guys up. So it's about time we, you know, we showed ourselves up a little bit. So good job, guys. So I think we're going to go ahead and get into the next segment. And it's a little bit a spinoff of what we're doing. But 
Man, sometimes it's just like WTF, dude. Not what the fuck, but who the fuck is that and why are they doing that? Guys, how many times has there been guys that you have on your roster and all of a sudden some other obscure guy on that team scores a touchdown and you're like, why? Nobody has the guy. So this week, man, we got a new segment called Who the Fuck? And the first guy to break through on this segment just killed it this week was Samaje P. Ryan. He had three receiving touchdowns, absolutely not starting and not playing on anyone's fucking team because Joe Mixon was playing, but Joe Mixon got dinged up with a concussion, so he left the game. P. Ryan comes in and scores three touchdowns. He only had 11 rushes for 30 yards, but four passes for 52, and three of those four for touchdowns, guys. Who the fuck was Samaje P. Ryan <laughs> Sunday? Chime in, guys. I just want to know who the fucking guy is that played him. Well, because it has to be something. It was 3.8% rostered. He was 3.8% rostered. So maybe there was some crazy fucker who played him. Right. 3.8 rostered. But out of that 3.8, what is the breakdown of who played him? That's what they don't Hats show. Off. Yeah, you I wish they I mean? did, man. Hats off to the guys that guys fucking did. did that. Just out yeah. of need. God. Know, a flyer on him since he fan or something. That's fucking nuts, though. This guy, this this what guy. About, you what know about what the, the guy who picked him in DFS? Yeah. Oh, cheap, cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he and this it's guy was good super money. cheap. Yeah, super cheap, and he gets you three tutties, huh? Fuck for like fucking three grand. Okay, you know I'm fuck. I don't know. Now I gotta man. say I'm, that I expected more out of him this season, and he just has not been part of that offense at all. He really has done nothing in PPR. Well, neither Joe Mixon, right? I mean, they he's really had a couple of big games, since. but he had the one. Yeah, he's had a couple games. Game. He's going to end up with ten for the year. It's like we talked about it, T. Right. You know what I mean? You don't, unless you look at the game log, you're not going to really see it like that. You're going to see he had ten touchdowns throughout the year, pretty consistent. He was all right. You know, he had five in one game, man. But we expected more out of P. Ryan this year. You know, he he had a better, more productive year last year. And, you know, coming into the, this year, everybody expected him to get more workload and be more productive. And nothing, none of that's been true. Well, I think that and the part in the beginning of the year, especially, and I don't know about, I haven't really watched their games in depth that much and pay attention to it and broke it down like this. But in the beginning of the year, they couldn't sustain any drives. They were three and out a lot, man. They couldn't even score. Yeah. So Jamar well, yeah, that Chase, o line disappointment this year. T. Hig T. Higgins is probably their best player, fantasy wise. Consistently, you know, I don't know. I think he's getting challenged by Tyler Boyd, though. No, because Tyler Boyd's Boyd flashes. Been, he flashes. He flashes, but he but he's had from a from a fantasy points perspective, he's had he's had quite a bit of points. You know, especially late in the game. No, no, I get it. But I, I think if you look at it, T, and we break it down, I think like T Higgins scores every week. Seven catches, Probably. 85 yards. You know what I mean? Shit like that. He's just consistent as hell. But Samaje P. Ryan, who the fuck were you on Sunday, bro? That's all I got to say. What <laughs> the fuck was that? All right, we got one more guy in this list. Bombo, go ahead and throw out the who the fuck part two. Yeah, for... Some other fantasy stats that helped no one, maybe some Lamar owners, Demarcus Robinson in PPR going for nine catches and 128 yards against the Panthers, who are probably now tanking. 
we knew that going into that game, there was the questions of if Mark Andrews is healthy, they're just coming off of a bye. He had the shoulder and knee injuries. They wanted to have that power running game, but they didn't have Gus Edwards. They're going with old Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill. So Lamar was going to have to really pull some offense out of his ass. And he pulled some a rabbit out of a hat in the tune of Demarcus Robinson leading the day as a top three wide receiver on the day. If you have him in PPR, he had got you over 20 points. The question is, is it fool's gold? Is this is this a real thing? Is this the Demarcus Robinson breakout game? Did he take advantage of some broken coverage and Lamar making things happen with his legs? No matter what, he went off. He, he didn't go off on a lot of people's benches because he's not really owned. I don't really know his percentage, but it's super low. But, you know, I want to throw the question out there to you guys. Is this anybody in that position? Do you think... Deshaun Jackson would have had those numbers if he would have been in the lineup or Rashad Bateman if he would have been in the lineup. I think Rashad Bateman, yeah. I think Rashad Bateman, yeah. Deshaun Jackson, I don't know. I yeah, I got to see it first with him. I mean, he's a 100. He's riding T's rascal, <laughs> you know, even though he looked good in that first game. But he's like Julio. He played in one game, looked good, and then fucking the next week he shows up to practice in a wheelchair. Like, fuck, guys, come on, man. If you're going to play, play. You're you're on the practice squad for five weeks, practicing hard every day. You get in one game and that's it, dude. You're, <laughs> fucking, you're destroyed. So I don't know about that, but I mean, right, DeMarcus Robinson to me, he was the guy in Kansas City, the guy who never, he had some flash games just because Mahomes was a monster. But I mean, he has talent. He has some size. He's not a real small guy. He's not a real big guy either. He's in between, but he's decent and he runs decent routes, decent hands. What else do they got right now in Baltimore? You know, and he's got a rapport maybe a little bit with Lamar. So, I mean, I would say, look, if my my bench wide receivers were depleted, I would pick this dude up and stash him on my bench in case I have an emergency and I got to play someone. You know, I mean, I throw him in there in a flyer. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? I agree. I take him. I take him right now, just off of the report you saw with Lamar. I take him over any receiver that's not Terry McLaurin. Take him over Dotson. I take him over Samuel. Yeah, because because Heineke doesn't throw to anybody. Right. Yeah. I I take the guy that's getting targeted over guys that aren't. I I own some shares of Curtis Samuel. We're looking at that, and Curtis Samuel's best targets in the last four weeks was four targets. Even last week when he got his touchdown, he had two rushes, one for a touchdown, 10 yards, one for minus one yard, two re- two targets, and one reception. Yeah. He's just not getting the ball. Give me DeMarcus so, and I agree, <laughs> man. I mean, if, if you want opportunities, I think, especially if they're in a tight game. And think about nine receptions, guys. That's really only two, two a quarter, and in one quarter have three. You know, you get two or three, hopefully two – two possessions a quarter. You know what I mean? If you're the offense, so they have two receptions. It's not too much to ask. They get this guy eight or nine receptions a game. If he's the number one guy. And if you think about it, if he was due to injury, no matter what it was, Bateman's out, Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Andrews is limited. If he had a week to prepare and, and practice with the first team, and he went in there as a starting receiver and got, nine catches for 130 yards, then he did his job and he'll only get rewarded going forward. Yeah, no, you're right. And and I agree. And okay, so then let's pose this question now, guys, because we had our first who the fuck segment and the two guys on there are actually, you know, looking like potentially they have some 
they can have some shine going forward in the next couple of weeks. And you, I mean, Samaje P. Ryan, Demarcus Robinson, do you guys that pick those dudes up off the waiver wire right now? I mean, Joe Mixon's in concussion protocol. You know how that shit's so touchy this year. You know, if he fucking blinks his eye wrong this week, dude, he's fucking out in the game. You know, if, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, would you guys touch him or what would you guys do? Leave him there. Well, I would definitely touch Robinson for sure. P. Ryan, not so much. I just think that's more of an anomaly. It's more flash more than anything. I think Robinson probably is the only one that's going to be more consistent right now. Yeah, I agree. I'd go with Robinson on just what the team needs and what he's able to fulfill with the team. I think once Joe Mixon comes out of concussion protocol, he'll still get fed how he gets fed. Now, from a if we're going to fantasy book this, right? If I was the Bengals, I would be looking to get Samaj P. Ryan involved like in a James White role and be targeting him like, you know, like six or seven times out of the backfield just to see what he can do after the catch and just add that. Well, he's ele- a bowling ball. I know. Man. They should add they that element tackle. to their offense. Yeah, they can't tackle that fool, man. He's like a fucking bowling ball. And he runs hard, man. Right? I mean, he came out of Oklahoma, right? I think yeah. right? Nixon came out of Oklahoma. He came out of Oklahoma. Shit, they were both studs. So that's going to wrap up the who the fuck, man. But great segment, guys. That's going to wrap up this segment for us. And we want everyone, we just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. Tune in to our other segments because we're going to be talking up some Thanksgiving games. Gobble, gobble for the Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. We are out. Peace.